Good evening. Tonight, we will continue our reading of The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Chapter 13. The fourth planet belonged to a businessman. He was so busy that he didn't even look up when the little prince arrived. Good morning, the little prince said to him. Your cigarette has gone out. Three plus two make five. Five plus seven make twelve. Twelve plus three make fifteen. Good morning. Fifteen plus seven make twenty-two. Twenty-two plus six make twenty-eight. No time to light it again. Twenty-six plus five make thirty-one. <sighs> then that makes... Five hundred and one million six hundred and twenty-two thousand seven hundred and thirty-one. Five hundred million of what? Huh? Are you still there? Five hundred and one million of I, I, I don't remember. I have so much work. I am a serious man. I don't amuse myself with balderdash. Two and five make seven. A five hundred and one million of what? repeated the little prince, who never in his life let go of a question once he had asked it. The businessman raised his head. During the fifty-four years I have been living on this planet, I have only been disturbed three times. The first time was twenty-two years ago by a cockchafer who dropped down from goodness knows where. He made the most awful noise, and I made four errors in my sums. The second time was 11 years ago by an attack of rheumatism. I don't get enough exercise. I have no time for slacking. I am a serious man. The third time, well, this is it. As I was saying, 501 million. Million of what? The businessman suddenly realized that there was no hope of being left in peace. <sighs> of those small objects one sometimes sees in the sky. Flies? Oh, no. Small glittering objects. Bees. Uh, no. Small golden objects that set lazy men to idle dreaming. But I am a serious man. I have no time for idle dreaming. Oh, you mean the stars? Yes, that's it, the stars. And what do you do with 500 million stars? 501,622,731. I'm a serious man. I'm accurate. And what do you do with 500 million stars? Five hundred and one million six hundred and twenty-two thousand seven hundred and thirty-one. And what do you do with them? What do I do with them? Yes. Nothing. I own them. You own the stars? Yes. But I have already seen a king who... Kings own nothing. They reign over. It is quite different. 
And what use is it to you to own the stars? It makes me rich. And what is the point of being rich? It enables me to buy other stars, if anybody can find any. This man, the little prince said to himself, reasons a bit like my drunkard. Nonetheless, he put a few more questions. How can one own the stars? Whose are they? The businessman asked peevishly. I don't know. They don't belong to anyone. In which case, they are mine, because I was the first person to think of it. Is that sufficient? Of course it is. When you find a diamond that belongs to nobody, it is yours. When you discover an island that belongs to no one, it is yours. When you are the first to have an idea, you take out a patent on it, it is yours. And I own the stars because no one else before me thought of owning them. That is logical, said the little prince. And what do you do with them? I manage them. I count them and recount them, said the businessman. I am a man concerned with matters of consequence. The little prince was still not satisfied. If I owned a silk scarf, I could put it around my neck and take it with me. If I owned a flower, I could pick it and take it with me. But you cannot pick stars. No, but I can put them in the bank. Whatever does that mean? It means that I write down the number of my stars on a piece of paper, and then I put it in a drawer and lock it with a key. And that is all. It is enough. <laughs> Quite amusing, thought the little prince. Rather poetic. But an exercise of no real importance. The little prince's ideas about what important was very different from those of grown-ups. I myself own a flower which I water every day, he told the businessman. I own three volcanoes which I clean out every week. I always include the one which is extinct. One never knows. It is good for my volcanoes and good for the flower that I own. But you are of no use to the stars. The businessman opened his mouth, but found nothing to say, and the little prince went along his way. Grown-ups are certainly absolutely extraordinary, he said to himself as he continued on his journey. Chapter 14 The fifth planet was very strange. It was the smallest one of all. There was just enough room for a lamppost and a lamplighter. The little prince wondered what could be the use of a lamppost and a lamplighter somewhere in the sky on a planet without houses or people. Nonetheless, he said to himself, perhaps the lamplighter is absurd. However, 
He is not as absurd as the king, the conceited man, the businessman, and the drunkard. For at least his work has some meaning. When he lights a street lamp, it is as if he brought one more flower to life, or one more star. When he extinguishes his lamp, it puts the flower or the star to sleep. It is a beautiful occupation, and since it is beautiful, it is truly useful. When he arrived on the planet, he saluted the lamplighter respectfully. Good morning, sir. Why have you just put out your lamp? Those are orders, replied the lamplighter. Good morning. What are orders? The orders are that I put out my lamp. Good evening. And he lit his lamp again. But why have you just lit it again? Those are the orders, replied the lamplighter. I don't understand, said the little prince. There is nothing to understand, said the lamplighter. Orders are orders. Good morning. And he put out his lamp. Then he mopped his brow with a handkerchief, decorated with red squares. My calling is a terrible one. In the old days, it was reasonable. I put out the lamp in the morning and lit it again in the evening. For the rest of the day, I could relax, and for the rest of the night, I could sleep. And the orders have been changed since that time. The orders have not changed, said the lamplighter. And that is the tragedy. From year to year, the speed of the planet's rotation has increased considerably, and the orders have not been changed. And so asked the little prince. Well, now that the speed has reached one rotation per minute, I do not have a second's rest. I have to light up and put out my lamp once a minute. <laughs> that is very funny. Where you live, a day only lasts a minute. It is not funny at all, said the lamplighter. We have already been talking together for a whole month. A month? Yes, 30 minutes, 30 days. Good evening. And he lit his lamp again. As the little prince watched him, he felt he had come to love his lamplighter, so faithful to his orders. He remembered the sunsets, which he himself used to seek by simply moving his chair. He wanted to help his friend. You know, I believe there is a way which would allow you to take a rest whenever you wanted to. I always want to, said the lamplighter. For one can be both faithful and lazy. The little prince continued. Your planet is so small that you can walk all around it in three strides. You just have to walk slowly enough to stay always in the sun. When you want to take a rest, you will walk, and the day will last for as long as you like. That wouldn't help me very much, said the lamplighter. The one thing I like in life is to sleep. 
That is unfortunate, said the little prince. That is indeed unfortunate, said the lamplighter. Good morning. And he put out his lamp. That man, said the little prince to himself as he continued his journey, that man would be despised by all of the others, by the king, by the conceited man, by the drunkard, by the businessman. But he is the only one that does not seem ridiculous to me. Perhaps it is because he is not only concerned with himself. With a sigh of regret, he said to himself once again, that man is the only man that I could have made my friend. But his planet is really too small. There is not enough room for two. When the little prince would not admit to himself was that he was sorry to leave this planet, blessed as it was with 1,440 sunsets every day.